Hey y'all, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to figure out how to date well, or continue to figure out how to date well. I guess we can start saying that, right? Yes, we can. Fun things of being in season two. Yeah, which I still can't believe. It's super fun. It is really fun. Gotta we hope saying that everything is either super, super fun, fun or, or really super exciting. exciting. I know we need to come up with new adjectives. <laughs> well, we hope y'all had a great Valentine's Day. I watched Les Mis for the first time on Valentine's Day, which I do not recommend. <laughs> you said you wanted to I watch really did want to watch the movie. And it was a great movie, but I felt so depressed afterwards that I had to watch Friends. I yes. was at I was at Bethany's house and it's depressing. It is, but it's Valentine's Day, so it's what it's for. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. Well, hope y'all had a better Valentine's Day. It was that, fine. Yeah, it was fun. There was ice cream involved. That's that true. makes it better. And cookie cake. Yes. So we are continuing our mini series on online dating where Bethany is our little guinea pig. You're welcome. Where she's going through the process, and I have the easy job of just asking her questions about it. Yeah, next time you trick me into something like this, <laughs> give me a little more heads up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm, I'm joking. Maybe, maybe not. Totally joking. Yeah. We are. T- I think you said this in the last episode, but I do want to kind of reiterate. We're taking this seriously. It's not just, ooh, let's go online and, you know, mess around and not really take it seriously. I was planning to get back online at the first of the year anyway, and we just thought this would be a great kind of behind-the-scenes look for anyone who might be considering it but doesn't really know. So we are taking it seriously, or I'm taking it seriously. Yes. I'm the one on there. It's not just a joke, even though we kind of, like, laugh about me being a guinea pig. It's, yeah. It's for real. Yeah, there's so. a really genuine heart behind it. Yeah. So I've got some really great questions for Bethany today. Yay. But before we get into that, we have our question of the day, which oh, is yes. my turn. Okay. Okay, so Bethany, aside from social media okay. and Safari, what app do you use every day and why? Or check every aside day? Aside from? Aside from no Facebook, Instagram. And then no, like, browser? Yeah, and no email. I'll say email can't Don't be in say either. email either. Or your alarm clock. Don't oh, do that man. either. I don't even know if I want to admit it. It's kind of embarrassing. What is it? Well, I have this game on my phone that I really like to play. Is this your golf game? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Golf I should have clash. known. You should have known this. Y'all give me, like, the hardest time about this. But it's it's a really fun game. You're, like, playing a hole of golf against someone in real time. So it's – I like – there's an actual competitive element to it. I hate those games that you play where you literally can't win. Like Candy Crush, you just – the levels keep going and going and going and going. You can't win. So this, you win. It's against a real person, and my dad got me hooked on it. Can I blame him? Yes, you can. It's super fun. You totally can. So what's if yours? Mine is Time Hop. Oh yeah, I check I it don't every even day. Have that app. So I am on a two-year streak right now. I it checked tells it. You? Yeah, it tells you how many days in a row you've checked it. So now I'm obviously like. I have to keep the streak going, so it's been over two years. Going for the world record? Yes, basically. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Time Hop, you link it to all of your social media accounts and your camera roll, and it pulls up things you either posted or pictures you took from that day in previous years. Oh, wow. I'm at the point now where I'm on 10 years on Facebook, because I was 14, 15 when I got my Facebook. 
it's very hilarious what I thought was appropriate to share with the world on social media. You can also tell when my mom was not on social media and then when she was based on what I posted. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I would do all these like my angsty mom, song lyrics and my stuff. My mom was only ever on social media, I guess, after I was old enough for it to not oh, must be nice. matter. <laughs> must be nice. My mom got on it much quicker than I would have liked. That's but hilarious. It's fine. But it is a fun app. Plus, I'm a huge fan of nostalgia. That's, yeah. So right up your alley. Yes. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. slightly embarrassing, but it's fine. Yes. I'll get over it. It's okay. Well, that's a great segue into my first question. Okay. So what is it? As, Let me have it. As you're setting up your profile, yeah. let's start with. I know eHarmony's been kind of our go-to. That's one of okay. the main ones you're checking. What are some things that you are sure to include when you're setting up your profile? Well, mine actually is pretty much the same. The verbiage is the same on all of them. Okay. It just kind of goes in different places or, you know, is grouped differently or whatever. But the two biggest things, if we're going to talk about eHarmony, that they ask are, what are you most passionate about and what's the most important quality you look for in another person? Those are two big ones. They're right at the top of the profile that you should definitely fill out. They ask a whole host of other questions, too. The only other one that I fill out, like, completely, really is they ask, how do you typically spend your leisure time? That's a good question. And so I think those are, because if you fill out every question and really fill it out, your profile's three miles long and no one's going to read it. So don't do that. Pick a few and just answer those and answer them well. Uh, I think it's important to give people, and this is what I look for in other people's profiles too, but give people not just like this list of facts about you, but kind of a picture of what your life looks like. In a nutshell. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, so I have on there little things that will cover an array of interests that I have. Sports, photography, true crime podcasts, you know, Oreos because I love those. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Football. Football's on there. Uh, and then I also have in there that my faith is important because that's something I... And I kind of reiterate that a few times because everyone says, oh... God's important, or I believe in God, or around here, you'll see a lot of profiles from people that say, I have really strong Christian values, Mm. which does not mean they've stepped foot in a church in the last five years. Everyone around here adheres to a Southern Christian ethic, more or less. And so that doesn't mean it. So I try to reiterate that in my profile so that it, it, it can be seen that it's genuine and it really is an important part of my life. So I hit on that in the the thing I'm passionate about is that I'm passionate about the gospel. And then in the, the thing that I'm looking for, or the most important thing in someone else, is that he has a true relationship with Christ. And I kind of know that that's the most important thing, but then it doesn't hurt if he likes sports and random road trips and going to movies and things like that. I just hit on those really fast so that you can see that that's not... I don't literally sit around and read my Bible 24-7. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you kind of see that there's a full life there. And then when it talks about how do you typically spend your leisure time, everyone and their mom puts in their profile that they love to hang out with their friends. I get it. We all do. And so I've got on mine, I love to hang out with my friends. And I think I've got a little, like, parenthetical statement that's like, huh, but I'm the first girl that you saw with that in her profile. Like, <laughs> kind of joking about, okay, yeah. I know everybody says this. And then I kind of go into, here are some things that I like to do with my friends. So it kind of takes it from the statement that everyone says to, here's what my life looks like. Here's what we do. Here's how I go through, you know, a typical week. So I think that's important. Just kind of give someone an idea of what your life looks like. 
but keep it short. You don't want to go on forever, which is something I really struggle with. <laughs> I'm sure y'all wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> I have to really like pare it down and keep it short and compact. But then I also try to, and I think this is really important. When you're creating your profile, put something in it or a couple of things that will give people an easy first message to send you. Like give them something that they could ask you more yes, about. or comment or on comment or, or, you know, or, things like that. Mm-hmm. I've got, I mean, for example, mine, we all know I love The Office. So I've got a funny little statement at the bottom of mine that's like, oh, if you love The Office too, please move to the front of the line. Like, so if there's someone who likes that, they could, that, that's an easy comment or something to comment on. Oh, what else do I have? I mention a couple of places that I really like to go to movies. I get a lot of questions off the bat that are, what what movies have you seen lately? Or what's a good movie you would recommend? So that's obviously an effective thing that I've got in there because I get messages based off of that. And then also, I would try to put something in there that's very uniquely you. I, like I said before, I'm obsessed with like Oreos. I love them. Now that's not unique to me. Lots of people love Oreos, but not many people to the extent that I do. And so very I true. have something in my profile about loving Oreos. Yeah. People comment on that a lot, too. Yeah. So things that are unique that they can easily comment on, I think, yeah. are important. And that makes you stand out. Yes. You want people... Because if you just have in your profile, like we're saying, oh, I love my family and I love to hang out with my friends. Everybody says that. Why Why should someone want to talk to you? Mm-hmm. Unless you have pictures. You're a supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to stand out. Right. Newsflash, I'm not. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so... You have to have something in there that makes you yeah. stand out, that's memorable. Don't try to be too funny. Yeah. Then it just the looks trying, like you're trying too, hard too hard thing. Yeah. Just be careful with the balance yeah. there. But I will say one thing that I do love about, like, I've read through your profile, yeah. obviously. That when you read it, it sounds like how you talk. And so I think point. that's a really good thing if you can do. I know in school we were told to never write like we talk, but this is one of those instances mm-hmm. where I think it gives personality to your profile. It gives it some life, and it's not just bullet point lists or, like you said, just a bunch of facts about you yeah. where they can kind of get a sense of who you are and what you're like yep. just from reading the tone that's of a really your good profile. Point. You can tell. Uh, it's okay to end a sentence in a preposition. Mm-hmm. It's okay to... It's if you're informal. listing some things that maybe they're not full sentences. I wouldn't go so far as to write your profile like you would text someone. Yeah. Useful mm-hmm. words. Don't abbreviate yes, words. Definitely. Spell check it. Oh, don't even get me started. Did we touch on this last time? I don't time? know if we talked about grammar oh or not. Gosh, but I'm pretty sure we did. It is a deal Proofread breaker. your profile. Get someone else that if you're not good at proofreading, find an English lover in your life and get them to proofread <laughs> yeah. it because I don't know if guys are a stickler about that, but I know a lot of girls who it's are. A big, it's a big deal. Yeah. For so, girls especially. So, yeah. Yes. A little tip there. Yeah. No, those are great. Cool. So, now that we've kind of talked about what you put in your profile. Okay. Let's say you come across a guy that you're like, oh, I kind of, I'd be interested in talking to him. How do you, one, start a conversation with him? Or let's talk a little bit about that. And how do you maintain it? is the direction we're going to go. So I know a lot of these sites do it differently, but you can either like wink at somebody or smile at someone or flirt or whatever it is. It's basically just kind of giving somebody a nudge that you're interested without actually saying anything to them. So how do you decipher between, okay, this guy, I'm just going to wink at him and see if he messages me versus, oh, I'm going to go ahead and message this guy. How do you make that distinction? I think the distinction is basically in the tone of how you said that even. If you read a profile and you're like, meh, he's okay. I'm just going to wink at him. Kind of how you said that. Uh, okay. Or if you read I didn't profile, even do that on purpose. 
if you read his profile and you're like, oh, I'm impressed, I'll go ahead and message him. That's, That's kind the of divider. The one where, yeah, if I read a profile, I'm like, oh, he's interesting. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Ah, I'll send him a wink. And if he's interested too, then we'll go from there. If okay. there's a guy where I'm really impressed with his profile, then I'll message him being like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Notice me yeah. kind of thing. Well, and can you talk a little bit too about, I know we've touched a little bit on this in past episodes, but girls can sometimes, be, including myself, can be very tentative to make the first move. But I feel like with online dating, it's very different because of just the way it's set up. So how do you kind of get over that hump of, oh, it's okay for me to reach out to him if I want to, or it's okay if I kind of nudge him a little bit? Yeah. It's not, I think of it this way. If you're in a room with 50 people and you want to talk to a guy, you just go talk to him. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You're in this online room and you want to talk to this guy. So talk to him. You're not proposing marriage. Yeah. It's not that kind of thing. You're just saying, hey, I liked what I read. Tell me more. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. I I don't think there's anything wrong with sending the message first. I do it. Mm -hmm. I do it regularly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get a much better response rate. If you send an actual message, so there's the plus of that too, because you send a guy the wink or the smile or whatever, and then he's like, well, okay, now figuring out what to say at first is tough, I think. Yeah, so how do you go about that when you're starting a conversation? Like, what are some tips you have? For that first message? For that first message. Uh, A lot of the sites will provide some, like, preformed, canned questions. You can kind of look through those and get some ideas, but I would stay away from them. Nobody likes those. It's kind of boring. It's like, it's almost like half effort. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really interested, but I'll send you this question that they already typed for me. Yeah. So be original, I think, is the first thing. Type something yourself. And like we were talking about with your profile, look for something unique on their profile or something that they obviously are really passionate about or interested in and ask them about that thing. Because everybody loves to talk about things they're interested in. Yeah, you know? that's so true. So ask him that's about very something. True. Or if you notice in you know, five out of ten pictures, he has a picture with his dog. Ask him about his dog. Yeah. Things like that. That's obviously important to him. He takes a lot of pictures with his dog. <laughs> so ask him about it. Yeah. Don't ask him why he takes a lot of pictures with his dog. Yes. I wouldn't go that Totally route, different but... thing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have any go-to questions at the beginning? Because I also know, I know Melanie, your sister, yeah. my best friend, if you've been listening long enough, you know who Melanie is. <laughs> She talked about how she had one or two questions she would ask pretty early on to kind of weed people out, for lack of a better term. But, like, what are some of your questions you ask initially that you want to go ahead and figure out how he responds to? Or maybe if it's, is it faith-related where you kind of bring that up quickly? Like, how do you navigate that? I do bring that up quickly because I think if if it's someone who really is serious about their faith, they're going to be looking for someone who is, too. Yeah. Agreed. So, honestly, that's usually one of my very first questions. If I can tell someone, like, their faith is really important to them, that'll even be my first message a lot of times. Is like, hi, it's really nice to see that your faith is important to you, too. How, and keep it open-ended. That's really important. I always ask, how has that shaped who you are? Ooh, great question. So, I'm not saying, what denomination are you? Or, what do you believe about these five theological points? (laughs) You know, this verse versus that verse. Whatever it is, I'm asking... How has that shaped who you are? Because that will give you a really good idea of where their faith just ranks in their life. Mm. If they can't really give you an answer of how that has been fundamental in shaping their life, even if they've only been a Christian for a year, that will, it's, I'm not saying they have to have been a Christian from the time they were small and it's been this huge driving force in their entire life, but how has that shaped who you are now, regardless of when it was? Uh, So that's something that I, 
I pretty much send that first a lot of times. That's great. So yeah, keep it open-ended. I think that's important. Make him answer. That sounds bad. But make him answer the question. Don't ask an easy yes or no or -hmm. make it too simple. Keep it open-ended and really force him him to... Exactly. Yeah, that's good. One caution I would give, though, is don't go overboard with questions or messages if you're talking to a guy. And I don't mean from the standpoint of you're moving into pursuit or any of those things. I'm just saying from the standpoint of you're just having a conversation. Don't pepper him with questions to where it feel like an interview. Like we've talked mm-hmm. about in the past with like first dates, you don't want it to feel like an interview. And I realize this is not a first date yet. But if you're too just question, 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 you won't really have a good gauge of whether or not he's truly interested. Yeah, Give him true. time to ask questions too. Like it's okay to send him. Like you sometimes feel like you have to send every message back with a question at the end so that he'll respond. And I think there, that comes from a place of insecurity a lot of times because you're like, mm-hmm. if I don't ask him something, he's probably not going to say anything back. Trust me, if a guy is interested, he will say something back. Yeah. So you you do want to ask questions and show that you're interested, but at the same time, let him show that interest too. Yeah. I think that's great advice. So then talking about like gauging if he's interested or not, let's say you've gone back and forth a few times. You've asked a handful of questions. He's not really, he's responding, but he's not really asking you anything back. How long do you kind of let that go on or do you stop responding or how do you navigate that? I'm really bad at this personally (laughs) and my online dating experience. You have to play it by ear, I think. Because there's different types of answers, even if there's not a question asked. And, you know, you ask a question or, and you answer it, or he asks a question and you answer it. Or you send a message and you get back to the, oh, cool, and there's nothing else. You're like, I just laid out four things that I like <laughs> or four interesting facts or whatever. You can't run with any of them kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of says to me, oh, he might not be super interested. I'll give that a little bit of time. But if he's engaged, he's just not asking any direct questions. If he's interacting with what you say and you're carrying on a conversation, it doesn't have to be question, answer, question, answer. Is the conversation flowing without that? Because if it is, that's awesome. But if he's just like, oh, that's cool, or oh, that's great, let me tell you about me, or doesn't say anything else at all, I'd, I'd wonder, okay, are you really interested here? Or are you just bad at communicating? Like, sometimes it's just that you got to give a guy time to open up. Don't shut it down too quickly yeah. would be one thing I would say. Don't give it, like, okay, I'm going to give it three messages and then no more. Yeah. I think if you start putting numbers and rules on this, that's where you can go wrong because there's not going to be a set thing. No two guys are the same. So just kind of feel it out. But you 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 can tell. You can yeah. kind of it's just like any other you know in your gut if he's interested. Yeah. He's yeah, going to yeah. stay engaged. He's going to be, you know, giving good responses yeah. and yeah, okay. That's really good. So then moving on a little bit further in the process, let's say you've been talking to a guy, going back and forth on the app or whatever for however long you're getting along, mm-hmm. you're having great conversation. When do you move to the next step as far as, let's just say, giving out your number even? How do you know when that, because I know some guys are really bold two days in. They're like, oh, can I have your number? Yeah. Like my roommate was talking about this last night because she's on a dating app right now. And I mean, a lot of this is basically just like texting. Yes. So she was like, I've only been talking to this guy a week, or not a week, a day and a half. I'm not going to go ahead and give him my number. I'd rather talk to him on here a little bit longer. So how do you navigate that? 
I'm I'm probably not the best gauge because I'm fairly liberal with this. Okay. And here's my philosophy. And we can get into the details of when and when, when not. But my philosophy is if you were just out in normal life and some guy approached you and was cool and said, hey, can I get your number? And you gave him your number. You don't know anything more about him then than you do about the, you know less than this guy you've been talking to online. And I think there's this idea of, oh my word, it's online. How do I know he's a real person? Or how do I know he's legit? Well, it's the same thing in real life. You don't know. And worst case scenario, you don't want to talk to him anymore. He won't leave you alone and you block him. Yeah, that's true. Your number's out there. You use your cell phone number for everything. It's not like it's this thing that you have to protect necessarily. Now, don't be an idiot and give him your social, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Your phone number is out there, and we use it for everything. So I'm pretty liberal because I would mu- you can get into a flow of really getting to know someone quicker over text than on the messages. And it's quicker because it's your text. A lot of times on the app, it's another app you have to go check kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty quick. I... Uh, I was talking to a guy not very long ago and we were on that about a day and a half and he was like, Hey, can I get your number? Or is it too soon? I was like, ah, I'm okay with texting. Like, that's yeah. fine. I gave him my number. Which I love how he asked that question yes, too. It's like, that Hey, was I want a, it, but if it's too soon, like, that's cool. That was a good indicator because I was like, Oh, he's cognizant of the fact that it hasn't been very long and that that might not be okay. So that was honestly, that even was more like, Oh, I don't mind giving him my number. On the flip side, I was talking to a guy for about a day and a half. And I had just answered a question for him, like, really in detail. And kind of like you were saying, he was like, okay, cool. What's your number? I want to text you. And I was just like, excuse me? Like, "Mm, no. Try again. So, yeah, that was kind of it. I was like, you don't know me like that. We're not going to. So you have to kind of gauge it. You can tell, just like with any other interaction, you can tell when a guy's truly interested in getting to know you. And wants to text you or talk on the phone because it would further that mm-hmm. or when they want something else. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's the thing you've got to you just, just trust kind of, your gut a little bit. Yeah. I, I will like. say. Yeah. And if you're unsure, err on the side of caution. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like this isn't something you need to rush because you think it's something you're supposed to do or it's what everybody else is doing. This is a very personal decision of how quickly you're comfortable giving out your number. Same with going out on a date with a guy. Like, this is not a set process. There is not a timeline to this that everybody adheres to. This is just, when do you feel comfortable? When do you, how do you feel like it's going? And this is something where you really do, like you said, you just trust your gut a little bit with this. And if it feels weird or it feels off, pay attention to that. And if it's not, then okay. Then you just move forward step by step. Well, and sometimes if I've kind of been on the fence, I've said to guys, hey, I'd rather just keep talking on here a little bit longer before I give out my number and then gauge their reaction to that. That's true. That's a great because idea. I've talked to guys who are super understanding. They're like, that's totally fine. I'd be glad to talk to you on here. And they continue, it continues right on. Normally those guys end up getting my phone number. Mm-hmm. I've also talked to guys who literally I talked to one guy and I told him, hey, we've only been talking for an afternoon. I don't really want to give you my number. <laughs> and I got back, okay, dot, dot, dot. Uh- <laughs> And then he came back with his other, like, super snarky comment. And I was like, I was a little snarky back. (laughs) I think I told you about this. I was proud of you for this. I I sent him a message back and I was like, I'm sorry. If you want to continue to talk to me, it will need to be on here, on this app. If you don't, though, that's fine. Totally your choice. I just have this rule about not giving out my number to guys halfway across the country that I've only talked to for a few hours. (laughs) Play it by ear. Yeah. But err on the side of caution. I would say, though... Whether it's moving to a first date or giving out your number, whatever it is, don't let a fear of the unknown 
have too much of a hold on you, it's kind of safe to just be talking to some guy you've never seen and won't see and you just talk online and it's nice to have the attention and whatever and you don't sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it you're not like intentionally trying to just string along these guys but it's nice and it's safe and you can talk when you want to and not when you don't there's no real effort involved because it's on your schedule but then when it moves to a phone conversation or a first date it becomes real and that can be a little intimidating or scary even so don't let that be what holds you back. Yeah. If you're truly uneasy about the guy, fine. But if you're just scared about whatever else on your end, go ahead. Like, push yeah. through that a little. Some of it, you have to stretch yourself a little. Yeah, that's a great point. One other thing I do want to ask you about before we move on, yeah. and this isn't in our notes, I just thought of this. You're a really big fan, which I love this, the, of talking on the phone before you go out with a guy. I will not go out. One time I went out with a guy that I had met online that I had not talked to on the phone, and it was the worst date of my life that I guarantee you I would have never gone on had I talked to him on the phone. And that was kind of like my, nope, not not doing that again. I will not, unless I've talked to him on the phone. Yeah. And because, let's be honest, what his voice sounds like is kind of a big deal. That's very true. Does he have a good voice? That's uh, one of the shallow girl things. Yes, it is. (laughs) Is, Does he have a good voice? Yeah. So Well, and I feel like, too, you can... It's very easy to seem one way on a screen and then another way when you're actually talking verbally with it's somebody. Real time. Yes, and it's you don't have all the time in the world to think of a witty answer and you are having like you said more just natural organic off the cuff yes conversation. So I think that's a really cool not rule but just like a standard you yes. set if you're going to engage in online dating. That's one thing that you really want to do. So highly recommend for those of you. Yes. Very highly recommend that. Online dating, thinking about online dating, phone calls, and even FaceTime, especially if they're long distance, because I know that can be a thing. I know Melanie and Trey FaceTimed a good bit before they... I'm bad at FaceTime. Oh, I love FaceTime. I don't. So that's not one. I've never FaceTimed a guy I'm dating. Oh, I FaceTimed. I FaceTime you. I'm just saying. But not a guy. I've never FaceTimed a guy I'm talking to, a guy I'm dating. Interesting. Nope. (laughs) That is a good way. I'm kind of old. Like... I think it's just a little bit of a generational, like, that's true. FaceTime has not always been a thing. I I don't use it very much. Yeah. So. No, well, that's fair. That one, I think, is more of a preference. Yeah. And it's just another but option. But it's a great option you have yeah. when, you're, when there is distance involved, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so moving on to the first date, which can be the most exciting and most terrifying part of this entire process. So what do you suggest when it comes to a first date, like, if you have any say in it, like, what do you do? What do you kind of lean towards? What's been your experience? What have you liked? What have you disliked? That's, like, 18 questions. It's okay. But it's all kind of one yeah. at the same time. First thing, don't do a movie. When you're, it's online, that is the worst no, idea you can't ever. talk. So no movies, no matter what. Don't go to a movie on your first date if it's an online date. I say set up something that has kind of a built-in or socially acceptable end time shall we say like if you're going to coffee there's kind of this built-in expectation okay we're gonna be here for an hour maybe two and that's that but give it the flexibility that it can go longer if it's going well your coffee date could become dinner you could go somewhere else like that kind of thing to where if if you're not clicking you spend an hour at a starbucks and it's fine and you go home if you're having a really good time then you could say hey let's go across the street and have dinner or whatever else, because you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, um, that's very true. And you don't know, 
Yeah, you just, you don't, you have no way of knowing. It's weird and awkward and it will be no matter what. Yeah. So, to an extent. Yeah. I know so. I have been several of my friends' plans after an online date yes. of, hey, I'm meeting my friend for dinner and it we have tentative plans for dinner. And I know, like, if this date goes poorly, we're going to move dinner up 30 minutes. If this date's going really well, we're not going to have dinner. Exactly. And I'll just go get something and wait for her to call me when she gets home. <laughs> so... Even if it's not set in stone plans, just having something to move towards yep. if you need to, but that you don't it's very important. have to, like, can't, you don't have to go if you don't right. want to. It's, yeah, flexible yeah. in that way. So then when it comes to the first date, I am really bad, as everybody knows, of getting my expectations really high for first dates in general, just because that's how I roll. Um, <laughs> how And I feel like you're a lot better at this than okay. I am. <laughs> How do you keep your expectations in check for a first date? Like, what do you go in expecting? What? Do, how do you kind of manage those in regards to going on a second date? Talk through that a little bit. In general, if it's an online first date, uh, if you come out of it not hating the guy, then you should definitely go on a second date. <laughs> Period. That. The first meeting like this is just to get rid of that awkwardness and see if you can stand to be in the same place as them for like an hour or two. If you can... Go out with them again. I feel like that's a good rule. Don't you? Th- I mean, you're not going to know everything about them. You just met this person. But if you en- halfway enjoyed it, go again. And I think it will also depend on how long you've been talking to them prior. Mm. I've talked to guys before for a week and they're local and it's like, hey, let's grab dinner on Friday. Awesome. Let's do it. I'm a just like I will give out my number on the earlier side. I'm a big proponent of getting face to face with that person sooner rather than later. If you don't, it just gets more awkward as time goes on because you're building this relationship and you know this person, but you've never met them. So you don't really know them. Yeah. And the longer you let that stretch out, the more awkward it can get. So I'm a very big proponent of sooner rather than later. But if it's really soon, you really don't know anything about them. And I've had where I've talked to guys long enough beforehand, maybe they weren't as close. There was more of a distance involved. So we talked on the front end more where we've talked about, okay, we're going out, like, what is that going to look like? Where we've actually even talked about that, which actually lessens the awkwardness, at least for me, a ton. If you talk about what you're going to do, and, you know, if you're excited, and you know, okay, I'm not the only one, like, they're excited too, and so I think building the expectations together can be a good thing too. That's a great idea. I like that. I've never thought about that before, but I think that's really cool. Okay, last thing we're going to touch on. This is kind of sad. This is the part I'm most excited about. Um, (laughs) But best and worst practices when it comes to safety and security. Because let's be real, as girls, there's a little bit, not risk, but you're just a little more hyper aware when it comes to online dating. Because you could, this guy could be Ted Bundy of 2019. (laughs) I mean, you never know. I saw a thing not long ago. I think it was on Facebook probably. Uh. That basically said, you know, if a, guy, a date goes bad for a guy, all he has to worry about is the fact that he's out the money for dinner. If a date goes bad for a girl, she has to worry about getting murdered. Oh my and gosh. I mean, you laugh because but it's funny. That but there's an through, element of truth in that. Yeah, that goes through you all our You have to mind. worry about it. Like, who is this person that I'm meeting? And wh- what if they're not who they say they are? And you have to be smart about those things. I think finding a balance there is important. Don't be paranoid. Right. Nine times out of ten, he is exactly who he says he is, and it's fine. Yeah. But you need to, there's some things you can look for. And 
I just, yeah, be aware of those things. If he, if he's asking you for super detailed information really early, not just what do you do for work, but where do you work? Mm. Or, you know, things like that where yeah. I'm like, that You don't need to know that to know me. You don't need to know that. I'll deflect those questions. And sometimes it's just a one-off, like, they just worded it weird and it's whatever. But that kind of puts me on guard a little if they ask very specific questions like that really early. So just yeah. watch out for that. If they're pressuring you to meet, to talk on the phone, to whatever, I'd be careful there too. Yeah. If at any point he asks you for pictures, and I don't mean even just inappropriate ones, if you've got seven or eight pictures on your profile and he's asking for more, uh-uh. Yeah. All done. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty <laughs> If you've got point. one, okay, maybe. Yeah. But even then. It's mm. still kind of a weird And I don't, question. as I'm saying, I'm not meaning like inappropriate ones. I'm meaning just like just more pictures of you yeah, in general. Yeah, no. So yeah, just watch out for those things. And if he, if what he's telling you doesn't quite seem to add up too. Just kind of being on guard with yeah, that. And just being be cute. aware. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then once you get to the point of actually going on a date, if there's any sort of distance involved, like you're meeting him or whatever, Share your location with a friend. You can do it straight from your phone. They know where you are all the time. And this isn't a bad idea, even if there's not distance involved, really. Yeah. Especially if there's distance involved and you're not familiar with the area and you don't really know where you're going. Yeah. But even if it's just around town, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. And then I, I think it's a good idea. To, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying before. Have that general built-in time frame so that you can tell a friend, hey, I should be back by this time. Mm-hmm. If that changes, let the friend know. Yes. Which I'm horrible at doing. Yes, she is. Oh, my word. <laughs> I, okay, so I am typically the, hey, Kristen, I'm going on a date. This is what I'm supposed to be gone. So I'll, and I'm also, they're like, I tell them, hey, if it's going bad, send me a bad emoji and I will call you. Like, your apartment can be on fire. Your dog could have died. You don't have a dog, but we'll make it work. But... Bethany and both her sisters, I have had so many issues with. I've done a drive-by of a parking lot before with one of them. I have blown up their phone because I haven't heard anything. So it's a very good idea to not only let your friends know where you're going, but to keep them updated if plans get extended. That you're alive. Yes, I, my last boyfriend, our first date, (laughs) there was a little bit of a distance involved. So I had let Kristen and then both of my sisters knew we were going. And I, it was going well. I didn't really think about it. We were, it was fine. I wasn't worried. I was safe. It was fine. So I didn't think about it. And we had been there. We had been together for a few hours. And I looked at my phone. I literally had a call from Kristen, a call from both of my sisters. My mom had called. Kristen texted me. Mel texted me. And they were escalating. It was basically, are you alive? Are you alive? Because uh, you were an hour and a half away, know, too. So you I, weren't so close. It wasn't. So I literally told told him, I was like, oh my word, my family thinks I'm dead. I need to call them really quickly. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> and so I called, I, I may have called Mel. I don't remember who I called, but I was like, okay. I think you did because then like, Melanie called yeah, me. Well, I told her, I was like, here's the list of all the other people who have called. Can you please get information to all of them that I am alive and well? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. So yeah, keep them updated if you've asked them to, yes, you know, for make sure. sure you're still good. Yes. And then we kind of just touched on this a little bit, but... It's totally okay to stalk a guy online before you meet him in person. A little. A little. And you should, I think. Yes. I think, it's, I think it's fine to do your research. I think that this is different in any... You have no way to vouch for him. It's not uh-uh. like you have somebody that knows him, that's introduced uh-uh. y'all, that you can kind of talk to, and you you trust that person. Like, this is very There is a certain amount of risk. And there risk. Really is. A little bit of a risk. So... 
talk about kind of what you look for and what you try to kind of find out about the guy before you go out with him without being creepy. Yeah, well, and I think given my past work history, I worked for a criminal background research and PI company for a lot of years. Comes in very handy if you do want to run a background check on a guy. I, yes. Totally kidding. No, (laughs) I have. Oh, you have? Totally. I've always joked about it, but I actually never have, but you really did. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Oh, I totally, and I told, told the guy. I was like, oh. hey, here's what I did. I was like, well, I didn't tell him right up. I was like, here's, you know, here's what I used to do for work. I was, and I all, I throw this in a lot as a joke because I'll be like, hey, so if you're a felon, you better tell me now. Ha 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 kind of thing. And I don't text that. I say it on the phone because you can gauge a reaction really well. Oh, that's smart. Like you can tell if you've totally just thrown someone off and they're actually creepy or you throw them off and they're just like, oh, I didn't expect that. Like you can tell, you can tell a lot from their reaction. But you can, I'm sounding like the worst person ever, but you can tell a lot because once you know someone's first and last name and all the online dating profiles say how old they are, so you know the year they were born. Mm. And that's about all you need a lot of times to run a basic background check. And I mean, I'm talking just online. Anyone can go do this. You just have to know where to go do it. It's free. Like you can go run stuff. But, and and all it'll tell you is whether or not they're a felon. It's not an in-depth thing, but I can be pretty confident, okay, this person that I'm going to meet is not a felon. Okay. Um, so, but yes, I did, the guy that I joked about that, I did tell him later, I'm like, hey, remember when I said this? I'm like, yeah, I had actually already. I knew. Uh. (laughs) And And this is what, he was like, how in the world? And so I said, I knew your name. I knew how old you were, and I, I had asked at some point, hey, have you always lived in such and such, or have you lived there a long time? So I knew the area that he was in for an extended period of time, oh. and that was enough to check him out, enough to know, okay, this person is not a felon. So I think that's, without being creepy, I think it's important. You need yeah, to protect yourself. Smart. And you can tell, and so the ways to get that information, if you want to, you can tell a lot from his pictures. Uh where he works a lot of times there'll be a shirt with an emblem on it or a name tag you can tell where he goes to church if there's a picture in front of a church or at a church you can tell certain things um his last name a lot of times will be in stuff like that too and then also and i don't i i don't know if girls do this or not because i don't see other girls profiles but guys profiles when they crop their pictures a lot of times or they're posting pictures it's ones they've pulled either directly from instagram or from snapchat that they have just screenshotted and posted I don't know if they do that on purpose or if they don't realize they're doing it. But, but a lot of times there will be a Snapchat handle. or an Instagram handle in a picture that you can then. I don't have Snapchat, so that's not helpful. But Instagram, you can go find them. Okay. So, I think those are good, some though, cause you're basic not, things. You're not being creepy. You're not going to go like say, like, oh, I went back and looked at the picture you posted in August of 2014. Don't do that. I really liked the shirt you were wearing. No, you don't <laughs> say stuff like that. But you can be smart and just know... Who you're going out with, who yeah. you're talking to, and being just wise and protecting yourself. Well, like yeah, like said. you said, no one, no one's vouching for him, so you're kind of doing that job for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're finding out, okay, can I vouch for this guy being who he says he is? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. But yeah, this is Kristen's favorite part, I think. Yes. I. Oh <laughs> She's really good at it, too. I love it so much. I mean, there was one time there was this one guy. We I'm had, so proud of we this. We had a first name, and we knew he worked in real estate generally in the Atlanta area. And I said, hey, Kristen, do your worst. And within about 30 minutes, we had his Facebook. We had LinkedIn. LinkedIn, And that's the big one is you can find a lot on LinkedIn. So that's yes, LinkedIn is my go-to one. when I can't find them on social media. A lot of times you can just Google people too. Yeah. And, and the city. 
Yes, yeah. in the city. Typically, if I know your first name, your city, and your work industry, or your college, if you know where oh, they went yeah. to college, that really helps too. Which I think we did with that that one. We mm-hmm. knew what college he went yeah. to. So. And those are questions that aren't creepy for you to ask, no. but then you can kind of, that'll help you kind of figure yeah. out what kind of online presence. Yeah. Have. Well, and I've done, I do this. With any guy that I'm to the point of going to meet, I will have done something. If I can't find anything, I get a little nervous. I get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's not that weird because several guys I've told about it later on, like, oh, yeah, I totally checked you out. And they're like, well, I would be worried if you didn't. Yeah. Like, you should have. Like, that's okay. And that's the kind of reaction you want because exactly. then they don't have anything to hide if they're exactly. not worried about you looking them up. Yes. The only people that are uncomfortable with this are people who have something to hide. Right. Just don't go overboard. Like yeah. you said, if you find yourself in 2014 on their Insta, you've gone too far. <laughs> you just want just enough to know that this person is legit. They are who they say they are. Or they're a genius at faking a whole identity, one or the other. Seriously. Which, which that's props terrifying, too. Yeah. I love how I say that's terrifying. And you're like, props to them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. I appreciate thoroughness. Yes. <laughs> No, that's all really good, though. I think you've given our listeners a lot of really good takeaways today. I think this is just really good because if you've never done online dating before and you don't really know anybody who's had a lot of experience with it, you have no clue what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have no clue what's important to say, what's not. And so that was the whole mindset behind us doing this little mini series. So we hope that this has been a good resource for you guys. Yeah. So next week... We are going to be interviewing Melanie and Trey, her husband, who she met on eHarmony three years ago, three-ish years ago. Probably. I mean, they've been married they met for in the summer. a little over a year. So. Yeah, I think this summer will be three years. Yeah, so two and a half. Yeah. And they're going to be telling us their story of how they met and how long they've been online and how they kind of went from initially talking all the way now to marriage, where she yeah. moved to Florida to be his okay. wife. We're, we're fine. It's, we're fine. It. it's we, fine. I'm not over it. <laughs> so not over it. But it's going to be a really great conversation. Yeah. And it's a success story, which everybody loves to hear. It was really great. We recorded it, what, over Christmas break? They were mm-hmm. here for Christmas. And so we were like, come over. Let's just sit down and talk about this. So it was a really fun time. And to hear both sides of the story yes, at I, one time was really cool. I hadn't heard a lot of like his part of it yeah, until same. then so mm-hmm. that was really good it was a so it was really cool conversation i think you guys are really gonna like it funny stories the awkward stories oh my gosh it yes really it makes funny. you feel a lot better yes. about just the whole process of dating and seeing where they came from to where they are now yep. so it's gonna be really fun so be sure and come back for that next week we'll have another couch cast coming out in a couple days to hold you over between our next full episode so be on the lookout for that do you even remember what it's about Nope. I don't either. Oh, well. All right. Well, we'll find out with y'all. We're on top of things, guys. So until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm -hmm.